0: It's Mark Reardon for C-Speak, the language of executives, sponsored by PNC Bank. I'm here today with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC Bank, and Francis Slay, former mayor of St. Louis and attorney with the law firm Spencer Fane. Mr. Mayor, how are you? I'm doing fine this morning. How about yourself? It's, it's good to see you, and you're now in regular civilian life. How does that feel?
1: It feels great. It was a tremendous honor and a pleasure serving the people of St. Louis for 16 years as mayor, uh, but it's good to have to be a private citizen again to be back uh, in the private sector and spend a little more time with my family and, and get back to the practice of law, which is what I enjoyed doing for 20 years prior to being mayor. Is there any part of it that you miss? Mostly I miss the people. A lot of outstanding people that uh, work very hard, that are dedicated to the city, that collaborate, that try to get things done, try to make make St. Louis a better place for everyone. Those are the people that I miss the most and believe me there are a lot of them in St. Louis both in government and outside of government. So working closely with them on the front lines addressing some of the toughest challenges is what I really miss.
0: You also have to miss media people like me criticizing you on a regular basis. Come on, if you're if we're being, you know, deeply honest here, right?
1: I'll tell you this. First of all, the media overall, we've got some outstanding media people in St. Louis. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes uh, you and others are going to take shots at me. That's part of what you sign up for. It it doesn't make it easier. But I will tell you, you know, for me, and you know, I look at everything as, as I was as I was mayor, I looked at things as where we you're trying to achieve an objective for the betterment of St. Louis, and you're never going to be able to please everybody, and there's always going to be criticism. And, and frankly, uh, we all make mistakes, and we all do some things that... You know, people aren't going to like, but ultimately the the things we're able to accomplish and the people we're able to work with while we do it makes everything worth it. So you got to put it all in perspective, which is what I did.
0: Why is the issue of city-county unification so important to you?
1: Well, I saw firsthand what impact, negative impact, um, our fragmented city and county government and all the different municipalities have on our ability to compete uh, nationally and internationally for that matter and we have a regional economic environment in the Saint Louis region we also have a regional uh, workforce we have a regional image we have regional challenges we have regional assets and yet we're we're competing uh, more uh, amongst and between each other uh, as municipalities and between city and county than we are working collaboratively to compete against the world and it's hold it's 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 drawing us behind we're we're seeing our tax revenues and our Cost of government going up, and we're seeing our population decline between St. Louis City and St. Louis County. And I saw how difficult that made it. People want to know what we're going to do to make the city a better place. People want to know what we're going to do to compete better and and, uh, to improve our economy. We cannot do it effectively. Nobody can do it effectively unless we're more on the same page where we have a collaborative approach where we're working together to make government more efficient and effective and making a creating a tax structure that's going to be more attractive for businesses and for residents as well.
0: So when when you hear that term, though, city-county unification, <coughs> it seems like different people interpret it different ways. And this isn't set in stone, obviously. There's going to be discussion moving forward. What does it mean to you? In general terms,
1: uh, what it means is having a uh, a common approach to our government, and to our ability to compete nationally and internationally. So, uh, for example, we have, there's 90 municipalities approximately. Uh, there's uh, 57 police departments. There are 43 fire departments and fire districts by themselves. Uh, we have uh, a tax structure uh, that is, that highly taxes residents. Just in the past three years alone, annually, we in the city and county uh, together have spent, uh, have increased government costs by, uh, hundred and nineteen million dollars annually just in the last three years largely as a result of 100 tax increases in the St. Louis region. Uh, 30, 30% of those uh, or 30 of those came from fire districts, 70% of those came from municipalities and it's costing us money and when you compare us to peer regions uh, like Louisville and uh, Indianapolis that have done some kind of a consolidation our costs are between 750 million to one billion dollars more uh, to operate government uh, when you look at it on a per capita basis. So uh, Louisville and Indianapolis have about, it's about 1100 to $1,200 uh, per capita uh, to run government for government services, local government. In St. Louis it's $1,900 per capita. So we're spending more money per person. It's costing us a lot more for government and what we're seeing is our population declining both in the city and in St. Louis County. That's something that that should be a wake-up call for every citizen and every business and anybody that has, uh, everyone that wants to be involved civically as we move forward. Francis, what could city and county residents reasonably expect from
0: unification?
1: What we can expect is to have a more efficient government, more collaborative government. Seeing our government structure, less government overall, fewer municipalities, fewer city councils, and and all those things. You know, we have 90 municipalities. We there are there are nearly 600 aldermen just in St. Louis County alone, and this all costs a lot of money. But generally, we'd like to see a more efficient government, government that actually works better. Uh, a government that has uh, a better tax structure, one that, frankly, is something where you know we can expect to actually not see all these uh, increase in taxes that we've been seeing. When you see the when you have these uh, all these municipalities out there competing against each other for sales taxes, they're raising taxes to, just to survive. And then, of course, you know everything you see with all these muni courts, where some of these municipalities are getting. Uh, I think Pine Lawn gets over 60 percent of its revenues through. Uh, the the tickets that they're that they're uh, they're given out. So what we're hoping to see is government that works better for the people. We're also looking for a more competitive government, and one that that uh, is going to put a better face on St. Louis. That will track businesses. That will make our tax structure better for taxpayers, uh, because businesses want to be in a place that grows. They want to be in a place that has a, a fair tax structure that's competitive, and they all and and taxpayers want to live in a place where they get great services and they don't have to pay too much money for what they're getting.
0: Is St. Louis unique in not being part of a larger county?
1: Unique in the sense that it's very unusual to have a city that's not part of a county. Uh, there are other cities that have a similar situation, Baltimore being one, Carson City, Nevada being another one. Uh, there's also – San Francisco is a city and a county in and of itself. There's also a number of cities in, in Virginia, but, you know, generally, county, cities are, are part of counties. And just giving you an example, in St. Louis, uh, St. Louis City, we, we are a city and a county ourselves. We have county functions. So we have, we have responsibilities that other cities don't have, for example – we have our we have city courts and, and, and the city clerks and the sheriff's office and uh, the, uh, the 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 prison system in the city uh, is all these are all generally county functions that we pay for our uh, prosecuting attorney. Of course, uh, that office and all the lawyers there, that's paid for by the city of St. Louis. Our election board is a county. It's a county office, but we pay for all that. Kansas City, on the other hand, is is in four different counties. So if you get arrested for a felony in, in somewhere in Kansas City, if you're in uh, Jackson County, you go to Jackson County Court. If you're in Johnson County or Clay County, you go to, and and it's all county functions. So St. Louis has all these responsibilities, and and there's a lot of duplication as well. We have our own circuit courts, and uh, usually there's one there's one county court now in St. Louis. We have a, a county court or you know, city courts, and we also have county courts, so there's duplication and, and a lot of extra uh, infrastructure there. So it is unique in St. Louis, as I said, and in the sense that there's very few cities that have this, but it costs not just the taxpayers of St. Louis. It costs taxpayers of the, of the region as well. So can you provide some examples of how other cities might have addressed the unification issue? There are two cities uh, that we consider our peer cities. they are cities, uh, regions of, you know, somewhat comparable size and cities that were independent cities uh, apart from the uh, county and have merged into their their county governments uh, and merged them together. Uh, one is Louisville, Kentucky. They did a consolidation with uh, Jefferson County, Kentucky in 2003, so it what they did is they unified the mayor and the city and, and the council city council government uh, under a what they call the mayor of Louisville Metro. So the mayor Greg Fisher, who I know well, and he, he thinks it's working very very well for them. It's he's considered the mayor of of Louisville Metro, and they also have a Louisville Metro Council. So the council covers the whole what used to be both uh, the city of Louisville and Jefferson County. Uh, Kentucky and Indianapolis is another one. Uh, now they did they did theirs in, in 1970, and that's called Unigov. They call it Unigov. And there there are uh, they do a similar thing where they have um, they they have they're represented by a combined Indianapolis City Council and City County Council, and also a mayor that represents the entire area. In Indianapolis, they do have some cities though that have a little bit different uh, status that are. Uh, have a level of independence, but they still are considered part of the unit government. They do have their own municipal services they kept. So they, they did something you know specific there to address, I guess, whatever concerns. And uh, by all accounts, that's working very well there. The, these, are, these are regions that are growing and regions that have, as I said earlier, less uh, tax per capita, significantly less tax per capita on government services in both of those areas, and they're
0: growing. Are there organized groups that have lined up as proponents and detractors of unification? Well, generally, um, the organized opposition
1: generally is uh, rooted in the municipalities themselves. So you'll read about, or see on television, or hear about, um, you know, Ellisville and uh, and Chesterfield, for example. The mayors there and the council have uh, taken. Positions against any kind of effort to even look at what we can be doing as we go forward. Wildwood is also making some rumblings in the same way. The Muni League, the St. Louis County Muni League, has had some debate about it. Barry Glanz, who leads that effort, leads the Muni League, I think he still leads the Muni League, came into my office as a matter of fact a number of months ago with a number of other mayors and council members from municipalities around uh, St. Louis County, and they were for an effort to at least explore what's possible and what it would look like. Um, but there is, when you get, when you start getting into details, of course, people get, they start uh, backing off. I mean, t- let's face it, you know, when you, when you're a municipality and you got a job and you're mayor or you got your city council seat, there's turf issue where, Hey, things are fine here. We don't want to be doing something different. And I get it. Some people are afraid of change and, you know, what is it going to look like and and all that. But in the end uh, we're seeing, how it, this is impacting all of us negatively, no matter where you are in St. Louis region, even if you're living in an area like Chesterfield that seems to be growing well and doing well financially and it's a great place to live and it's got a low crime and those things, you're in an environment that is part of an entire region. And when, by the way, when, when you have our city you know, listed on the top of the list as the most dangerous city in America or one of the most dangerous cities in America, that doesn't just impact the city itself, it impacts the entire St. Louis region. And everybody needs to understand that. Uh, but there are ways, and I would I would encourage people to get engaged and find out exactly, you know, what is going on, what are some uh, solutions here, how do we move forward, and, and have input in in helping uh, the region and those that are leading this effort to come to a, a, um, a conclusion or to some kind of proposal that is not only palatable, but one that will do exactly what, uh, we're hoping it will accomplish and that is to make St. Louis a better place to live overall no matter where you are more competitive uh, better government uh, more efficient and to 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 actually have a region that's that's growing uh, I mean if you're in Chesterfield and uh, I don't know what what the population is doing there but assuming it's growing overall the regions going down that's gonna continue to happen if we don't do something to turn this thing around and in working together more with a common vision, a common approach to compete together rather than to compete internally against each other is the only way uh, that we as a region are going to be able to, uh, to move forward and to grow uh, as opposed to what we've been seeing now, and that is declining in terms of population and, and economic development.
0: What are the financial implications then of unification for the business community and for taxpayers? Well, businesses want to be in a
1: place that, uh, that sees growth. When you're a business, uh, you do better and you, you're more successful when you're in an area that, um, that, that sees growth. When, when there's no growth, uh, it does impact negatively your business, a lot of businesses. And they also want to be in a place that is, from a tax standpoint, is fair and, and equitable and something that makes sense. The same thing with taxpayers. Taxpayers, uh, they want good government. They want efficient government. They, they want government that works for them. And, and right now we have governments – Uh, Some governments work a lot better for people than others do, but the the fact is that because we have such disparity in terms of the type of government and the effectiveness of government, it holds our whole region back in terms of our our competitiveness. We have more taxes than we need, we have more government than we need, uh, and we're competing amongst each other uh, and against each other more than we are competing together against the, the United States and the world. So, um, you know, this is, to me, it's very exciting. It's really, a, it really is a the core of what we need to be doing as a region uh, to move forward. We can do little things on a, in a microcosm, uh, you know, in a particular neighborhood or in a particular city or in a particular area, but until we do the big thing that is really going to impact the entire region, our ability to compete, all the other things we're doing are not going to be as effective or as impactful as we move forward. So, for being realistic, what is the timeline to unifying the city and county governments, and what are those key steps to success? Well, what's happening now is there's is a uh, an organization called Better Together that's leading uh, this entire effort. Uh, it's an organization uh, that is funded by uh, by by the public. they They have fundraisers, they they raise money. They have hired, you know experts and uh, economists and other people that' are looking at what's going on other places. Uh, they have now a three-member committee of people uh, that's comprised of uh, Arandon Carr, who's an attorney at um, Brian Cave, also uh, Suzanne Sitherwood, who is uh, a CEO of Spire. He used to be LaClea Gas, and uh, also Dr. Will Ross from Washington University, heading an effort to come up with you know best practices and recommendations on how we move forward. Uh, works, they're expecting that that would take, you know, in the neighborhood of a year, maybe more, uh, to come up to formulate some kind of an approach. And then, and doing it in a way that will be, that will have, uh, you know, public engagement and, uh, you know, public input involvement. Of course, uh, that's going to be very important to help make this happen. So uh, we're expecting, uh, I think in a year, maybe a little more, uh, seeing some kind of a, um, a recommendation or a suggested uh, approach to how we move forward. And um, so th- that's what we're looking at. This is something that, you know, Better Together has been working on now for, it's been, I think, about four years since they started. And uh, I have to tell you, they, they have got, they've really put together a, a very good quality team. They have some very accurate information and they're in this for all the right reasons. There, there's no hidden agenda here. What they're doing is they, they want to see St. Louis grow and compete and, and not continue to uh, stagnate
0: and decline. Mr. Mayor, thanks for joining us on C-Speak. My pleasure. C-Speak, sponsored by PNC Bank.